Good morning, and welcome to your Friday Five, a weekly newscast from the Boston University News Service. It's Friday, April 17th. I'm Hannah Harn, podcast and production editor. And I'm Michaela Heiss, sports editor. Today we'll take a look at our top stories from this week, including a potential transportation bill, med students on the front lines of COVID-19, and the future of telehealth access. Let's get started so you can start your day. Berkshire County lawmakers said Western Massachusetts residents would benefit from proposed tax increases that could provide necessary money for local infrastructure and transportation across the state. A major bill passed by the House on March 4th would raise about $600 million by increasing taxes on gasoline, corporations, and rental companies, and raising fees on ride-hailing services. The next day, the House agreed on a 10-year investment plan worth about $18 billion, earmarked for transportation and infrastructure projects. State Representative John Barrett III, a Democrat from North Adams, said the proposals are a result of a compromise that would bring a good chunk of money for Berkshire officials to use wisely, while State Representative William Smitty Pignatelli, a Democrat from Lenox, said the county finally will be able to receive money necessary for better roads, bridges, and culverts. But both lawmakers are aware that both bills will now go to the Senate, where they might be significantly altered to the extent that an agreement might not be reached before the end of the formal session on July 31st. The current proposal would see a proportional division of 25% of the revenue from non-shared rides, or 50% from luxury rides, between cities and towns based on the number of rides that originated within that community before any money goes to the Commonwealth Transportation Fund and Transit Authority Fund. This story was reported by Damian Burkhardt. A recent investigation by the New York Times found that experts within the White House repeatedly alerted President Donald Trump to the scale of the coronavirus pandemic as early as January, and he repeatedly ignored those warnings, focusing instead on controlling the message and protecting gains in the economy. However, much as the extra month might have affected the current situation, much was decided far before the pandemic broke out, namely in healthcare infrastructure. The country's preparedness doesn't necessarily correspond to its wealth, as data from the United Nations Statistics Division suggests. This story was reported by Catherine Swindles. To see our data and interactive map, visit bunewsservice.com backslash podcasts and click on today's episode. More than 700 medical students in Massachusetts are graduating early to join the coronavirus relief effort. The four medical schools, Boston University, Harvard, Tufts, and the University of Massachusetts, agreed to the state's request to move up graduation dates. Boston University School of Medicine expects 192 of its students to graduate on April 17th, one month earlier than expected. These students will receive expedited 90-day licenses and can immediately begin working in hospitals. This story was reported by Chloe Hudson. To see the full video, visit bunewsservice.com slash podcasts and click on today's episode. In early March, many universities and colleges moved classes online and evacuated campuses as the coronavirus spread across the United States. Closures caused many campus functions to change, including mental health counseling. As access to telehealth expands, students have begun attending online sessions at home. Governor Charlie Baker ordered expanding access to telehealth services due to COVID-19 on March 15th. Federal officials also announced that the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, brought in access to a wider range of services, including telehealth, to keep the nation healthy and contain the spread of coronavirus. Over 40% of American college students are suffering from symptoms of mental health issues, such as depression. Even with the effort of the government and insurance companies, some college students are unsure of how helpful telehealth can be. Sadia Cox, a Brown University student, has been attending counseling sessions online since her school closed. She said she tried telehealth once before, but didn't like it. It was just overall strange because I wasn't in a counseling space, Cox said. The disadvantages outweigh the advantages. 
Clinical psychologist Deborah Offer from Newton expressed that one of her biggest concerns is how she'll be able to assist if a patient has an emergency. It can be difficult to assess an emergency situation without being in person, Offner said. So if a student or patient feels suicidal or is hurting themselves, I think those are much more difficult to assess virtually. This story was reported by In Young Kim. Last but not least, a pick-me-up. Have you ever wanted a definitive ranking of Lady Gaga's best hits? Well, now you have one. Chromatica, Lady Gaga's sixth studio album, was set to drop Friday, but due to the coronavirus pandemic, she decided to delay the release date, making the announcement via Instagram on March 24th. So, in honor of the upcoming release of her sixth studio album, and to heal the collective broken hearts of little monsters everywhere, here are the top six Lady Gaga songs. Coming in at number six, Stupid Love, the latest single. Gaga gets back to her roots. It's a beat-driven, belt-in-the-shower type tune that's all about letting the right one in and loving yourself before anyone else can. Gaga hasn't offered much inside information about Chromatica, but if Stupid Love is any indication, fans can expect to have a new dance party album for when the pandemic is over. At number five, Edge of Glory. It's true to its name, keeping audiences hanging on to a driving beat and on the edge of their seat the entire time. Number four, Born This Way. When Elton John declares your new song the next gay anthem, that's a lot of hype, Sammy writes. Lucky for Gaga, Born This Way lives up to it. Number three, Million Reasons. In the 2016 album Joanne, she showed a different, less flamboyant side of herself and let her emotions shine through. Number two, Bad Romance. Bad Romance is memorable on its own, but it's the music video that really pushes it towards the top of the list. And at number one, You and I. Besides Gaga's unbeatable vocal performance, everything else about this song comes together perfectly to create a rock and roll sound that was a bit of a departure for Gaga at that time in her career. This story was reported by Sammy Purcell. To read the full review, visit bunewservice.com slash podcasts and click on today's episode. And that's it for your Friday Five. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week. For the full versions of this week's stories, visit bunewservice.com slash podcasts and click on today's episode. We'd like to thank today's contributing writers. Damian Bouchard, Catherine Swindles, Chloe Hudson, Inyong Kim, and Sammy Purcell. We'd also like to thank our production team. This week's episode of Friday Five was produced by Hannah Harn. And be sure to check out our recent episode of Between the Bylines, where we sit down with our contributors to discuss our top stories through the lens of student journalism. Visit us online at bunewsservice.com slash podcast for more information.